Welcome to My Empower Project with your host, Erin Rowe. We will discuss nutrition, fitness, becoming your own boss, and just becoming better every day. I invite you to join My Empower Project as we embark, embrace, encompass, and enlighten. Welcome back to My Empower Project. Today we have with us Todd Setner. How are you, Todd? Good. How are you? Thanks for having me. Of course. So I know that you go all around the country public speaking and you prioritize your leadership skills. Can you tell me a little bit about your background first? Yeah. So, um, you know, I grew up a coach's son. I'm from a small town in upstate New York called Amsterdam. So I was fortunate enough to be around someone who was a mentor. He was a teacher. Um, and I think that gave me the grassroots to what I'm doing today. So basically my dad uh, coached for about 30 years. I was fortunate enough to play for him in high school. Uh, I went on to play and earn a division one scholarship at the university at Albany. And then in 2000, I ended up going to Europe for about six years and basically fulfilling a dream to get paid to play the game I love. So I was over there in Europe, uh, about nine countries uh, for just over half a decade, you know, obviously playing professional basketball. And then in 2007, when I decided to kind of hang it up and try something new, I got into the pharmaceutical sales world. And um, basically from 2007 through about 60 days ago, um, I kind of worked my way up from a sales rep, medical device manager, and then a VP of sales um, for a leading medical device company. And I stepped away, uh, like I said, about two months ago to do this consulting thing full time and follow a passion to basically, you know, speak to people, serve people and make impact. Well, congratulations on stepping away to follow your passion. I didn't know you had done that. Yes. Thank you so much. Really exciting. That's awesome. So you are the author of a book, fairly new book. Mm-hmm. Tell me more about that. Yeah. So it's uh, the three pillars of elite results. And this, I should back up for a minute and tell you a little bit about how we got there. Um, I've always been a guy that gravitated towards ultra successful people in life. And, you know, when I was in the athletic world, um, I was trying to build a craft of wondering how that the people that separated themselves from everyone else, how did they get to that point? And, you know, you know, the people, Jordan, Tiger, Brady, um, Lindsey Vaughn, Federer, Serena, like what are they doing differently to, to separate themselves and to close the gap from where they are to where they wanted to be? And then when I jumped into the medical device world, I did the same thing. I studied people on a business front. So again, uh, people like Gates and Bezos, Zuckerberg, Itzler, uh, Oprah, the list goes on and on. And what I've realized was all these people had three things in common. They had an elite level mindset. They had elite leadership skills. And then they understood how to build a culture or an environment around them to give them the best chance to win. So I thought to myself, okay, they're getting elite results. They all have these three things, mindset, leadership, and culture. So I'm going to call it the three pillars of elite results. But the question and the outlier was, well, how do you get there? How do you get to that level mindset, leadership, and culture? And as I continued to dig deeper on all these people, what I realized was there was 24 skills that they mastered. And by mastered, I mean they did the drills to build the skills in order to build the skill set. And there was some symmetry there because there was eight skills under the first pillar, which is mindset. There were also eight skills under leadership and then subsequently eight skills under culture. And so these 24 skills are what they basically figured out that if I can master these skills, I will have the, the right level mindset, 
to face all of life's adversities. I will have the, the right amount of leadership to lead myself and others. And I'm going to build the right environment and culture around me to give myself the best chance to win, the best chance for success. And so ultimately, that's what the book is predicated on. But what I did, Aaron, was I created an inspirational fictional story around a character who loosely is based on myself, um, who is a guy that strives for greatness, strives for excellence. And just like all of us, when adversity hits, we fall off the wagon and our life is a roller coaster. And the book basically has three people come into his life after he's kind of lost track and focus of what got him to where he's at. And it helps him get back on track. And so there's a cool little story behind uh, the book. I love the story that you added to really emphasize all of the 24 components. And I actually just completed my first six-week challenge. It's a workout challenge with ladies in my new app. But every one of those six weeks wasn't just on workouts. It was on mindset. And with that mindset emphasis, People always say, how do you have the motivation to get to the greatness you speak of? So I know as a prior athlete, you know that motivation actually comes from discipline. What is your thought on discipline versus motivation? I I believe that motivation gets you started, right? Everyone gets inspired to do something. It's a great time of year to talk about this. On January 2nd, 3rd, 4th, and 5th, what's the most... um, uh, what is the most populated place on the planet? The gym. The gym. And then what happens in the third, fourth, fifth week? It's all the regular people that have consistently gone their whole life. They're back in there by themselves. And everyone who flooded the place for the first two weeks are no longer there. That's because they were motivated. And motivation and inspiration is very short term. Discipline and consistency is long term. And what, what I find is I don't, I don't put much weight on the motivational piece. It can get you started, but I put a lot of weight on commitment. And there's a lot of quotes out there on commitment, but to me, the one that sticks and resonates is commitment means staying loyal to what you said you would do long after the mood that you set it in has left you. So when you commit to going to the gym the day after Christmas and you had all this food for Thanksgiving, all the candy for Halloween, all this big Christmas Eve and Christmas dinner, and now you're ready to lose the 15 pounds, where are you going to be on February 3rd, March 8th, you know, June 5th? Where are you then? Because the motivation is long gone. Are you committed to what you said you're going to do on December 26th? And that to me is where successful people live. They live in a place that I call function over feelings, function, task. What do I need to do? Feeling. How do I feel about it? And whether you feel good or bad, because we're all going to have days we don't want to do something, you're going to go and do it because you committed to doing it. It says something in there I really liked. It's where you live. And longevity is where it's at. There's no goal date. You know, let me just get fit in two weeks. It has to be. Long-term discipline. And the fact that you threw the word commitment in there makes me laugh because my entire first week of my challenge is called commitment because it really does narrow down to your mind for everything. And I know you eat like me. So I wanted to also touch on how you feel the importance of nutrition ties into greatness mm-hmm. and getting to be that 1%. Yeah, it's it's important. See, people don't understand. When I do keynote talks, Aaron, I, I always ask people, I say, raise your hand if you've been there before. 
and everyone's waiting for me to ask the question. I said, you eat that lunch at 12.30, 1 o'clock. Maybe you're with friends. Maybe you're with colleagues. Maybe you're home. And around 2, 2.30, you're seeking for that coffee, the Red Bull, the Bang Energy drink because you're absolutely lethargic. How many people have been there? Everybody. And the reason why they're there is because they don't take their nutrition seriously. We come into this world with one thing, our body. Guess what? We're leaving this world with one thing, our body. And what you do in between will determine how long you stay in the world. That's my view on it. And so what I, when I've studied all these successful people, what I realized was they didn't just eat three meals a day, large meals, and felt those lethargic uh, points in time throughout the day. They did something called eating on the odds. And what it is, is at every odd hour, beginning at whatever time you feel you need to, you know, based on AM and PM routines and when you wake, for me, I eat at 7 AM is my first meal. I eat at 7, 9, 11, 1, 3, 5, 7. By doing that, it also gives me that 12 hour fasting, which is a lot of data around that as well. And I don't eat just anything. What I eat is I calculate my calories based on my macros, right? Protein, fats, and, um, and what am I missing? Protein, fats, and carbs. And um, what I figure out is what do I want to do in the time period I'm in? Am I trying to gain muscle? Am I trying to lose weight? Am I trying to get fit? Whatever it is, that'll be the calorie intake. And then I'll reverse engineer all the meals, the seven meals that I just listed on the odds, and that'll, that'll calculate up to the amount of calories I want for that period of time. And so that's how successful people eat because what happens is, and everyone wants to know, well, why? The reason is you're never starving. And when you're starving, you make a bad choice in the kitchen. You're never hungry because you're eating two every two hours. And basically you're grazing all day long for sustained energy to help you maximize your day. Because I tell people all the time, when your feet hit the floor in the morning, until your feet get back in bed at night, in order to maximize your day, you need to give every person, every meeting, every email, every phone call, every text, everything you got. And when you get back in bed at night, you should have nothing left. And the next day when you wake up, guess what? It's day one again. Because every day is day one. And that's how I, I, I view it. I want to emphasize that. Just, just as you said, I agree that if you sustain your energy level all day you won't have those crashes and if your energy is sustained you can be present as you were saying in every one of your responsibilities and you won't be seeking that yeah that 3 p.m crash taking away your mind from important things taking away your energy and just the ups and downs is what adds stress and yep. stress leads to disease and decreases our flow and following a plan like you reverse engineered your eat your, your food your timing Having a plan is how you succeed. It takes the guesswork out of your day so you can focus on your success. So it all really does come full circle. Exactly. exactly. Is there anything you want to tell me more about the pillars of success? The three yeah. Pillars? Yeah. So I think it's important to understand, like a lot of people will say, well, what are the 24 skills? Well, the 24 skills, like if you took first pillar one, which is mindset, where I start is what we're talking about now, which is a great, <clears throat> great segue. I talk about um, basically what are the four fundamentals of optimal living? And so under pillar number one, strategy or skill number one is physiology. 
And physiology is your mind and your body, emotionally, physically, mentally. And under physiology, what these individuals did that I studied was they, they predicated their day on the four fundamentals of optimal living. E-M-M-S. Eat, move, mindset, sleep. And if you can get those three things in balance, you're going to have a successful day. I know we don't have a ton of time to go through all these, but the bottom line is we talk about eat, eating on the odds. Move means I incorporate something called sweat before screens. How many times have you, the alarm went off on your cell phone, you pick your cell phone up from your nightstand, you look at it, there's an email or a text and that completely derails your day or your morning and then you miss the workout. And so what I try to do is before I look at an email, before I look at a cell phone, a laptop, turn a TV on, screens, I try to get my sweat in and do me. Because I can't lead myself and lead others if I can't get myself right first. So that's the second part, move. The third part, the third M, or second M, third part is mindset. We should all be doing something every morning to get our mind right. There's too many distractions. There's too much going on to not get your mind right. So I just got my body right with move. Now what I do is I do three things. I journal. I listen to Optimize. I'll explain that. And I call success hotline. I can, I can explain that. The bottom line is journaling. There's a million different ways to journal. I know you've, I think you've created one recently, didn't you? Yes. Yeah. And so what I've found uh, helpful for me is well, better how. And what I do in my journal is I, at the end of the day, I write down, what did I do well today? I give myself my own gratitude. Second thing I do is what, what can I do better? And once I write that list down, how can I be better in that area? And for me, that's a way to accelerate my growth from who I was today versus who I want to be tomorrow. Because people don't understand all this social, social media, and we're looking at everyone on Facebook and Instagram, and we're competing against them. What they have, what you have, their body, their, their monetary things, all this, the materialistic stuff. But what's important is you against you. How much better are you today than who you were yesterday? And how much better can you be tomorrow than you are today? And so for me, journaling is a way to do that. Um, the Optimize app is a guy created, uh, uh, Brian Johnson is a guy who created the app. And basically, um, he took all, all of the biggest ideas uh, out of all these great books in history, good to great, you name them, right? All the motivational books that I think listeners on this podcast and people like, like us like to listen to. And he put them in this podcast. In this, um, yeah, it's basically a podcast or app. And it's 15 minutes a day. So 15 minutes a day, I'll grab a book and I'll read it because it continues to give me knowledge. And then the last thing I mentioned, Success Hotline, which is pretty cool. Not a lot of people know about it. In 1992, Dr. Rob Gilbert from Montclair State University, he's a professor. He started his first three-minute motivational message in January 22nd of 1992. He's approaching 30 years this January. He's never missed a message. And so you just call the number. He now made it into a podcast and it'll basically tell you a cool story, give you a couple quotes. And so every day I try to, again, put something in my head, something in my mind to listen to that I can either use for others, use with myself or try to bring value to people. So I think those three things are important. And then of course the last one, which is S, which is sleep, which is a whole nother conversation on how we sleep and what that means to our rest and recovery. All amazing points. I really like your phrase of sweat before screens because your morning mindset is how 
your day ahead of you will end up is how your morning mindset is. And if you jump right into that phone, it is not the same because you're not on, you're not going to stay on track and you're not going to be ready. You're going to be thrown into too many things. So I really like that. Agreed. I want to ask your opinion as an expert on the hustle month mentality versus the self-care, you know, there's two different points of view and both from successful sides. What do you think about that? One of the things I'll tell you, just kind of hearing the question is people always talk about work-life balance. And I don't believe in that. And the only reason why is this. If you truly find what you're passionate about, I know you did, right? Because I follow you and what you do. And it took you to get through some family changes and so in some hard times. But you found a passion through fitness, through health, through nutrition, through serving others. And I know that for you, every day is a Saturday because you love what you do. That, that goes for me. And that's why I walked away from the corporate world two months ago because I wake up now and I'm doing what I want to do when I want to do it. And it's a, it's a risk. I know you know that. It's scary, right? But I don't have to have work-life balance anymore because they're all balanced. I enjoy what I do. I'm going to make sure that before I stand up for any keynote, do any one-on-one coaching or group consulting or do any of this, I'm going to make sure I get my health right first or I won't be doing this for very long. And also I want to be able to, you talk about family life is how people do this. And I'm doing it a little bit differently is I time block my time. I have fitness time. I have work blocks. I have family blocks. So none of them bleed into the other. And if they do, I see that very quickly and I can stop that momentum because I want to make sure that everyone's getting the time that they deserve and that I want to give to the people I love. And so time blocking is very important. And I think that probably creates balance, but I don't believe if someone says I'm working way too hard and they're upset and it's taking away from their fitness level or their family level, I think they need to rethink what they're really doing and find their passion because it'll all blend in and there'll be no bad times. Trust me on that. And I know you can attest to that. I didn't know that you did time blocking. My ebook, Time Management, actually teaches time blocking because that is a way that you don't feel overwhelmed in any aspect of your life and you do fit in everything even though people say there's not enough hours in a day depends how you prioritize so it's all about your perspective yeah time blocking is so powerful for those that don't do it i'm glad you're doing it um every client that i have um the first thing i do is i say hey tell me about the issues why did you come to me as a coach and they'll say to me i just don't have enough time in a day and what i do is i created a 168 strategy sheet there's 168 hours in in a week And I said, all I want you to do is write down everything you do for one week. I'll see you in a week and let's go over the strategy sheet. One week later, it won't be very well done. We'll walk through it and I'll say, okay, here's what I want you to do. Let's now time block. So we'll time block. And all of a sudden we'll get done time blocking and there's 21 hours of free time in a week. And they are astonished at how much time they actually have and how much time they're aimlessly wasting because they don't know where the time is going. And so time blocking I found has absolutely changed my life. People always say, I don't understand how you do what you do. And their question, who people who know me know that I'm training for Ironman triathlons, a ma- couple marathons. I'm now a father of two. I'm a husband. I wrote one book. I started a company. I'm writing another book. I just created a 240 page training manual. I've got a lot going on, but you know what? 
it's not that bad because they all have their spots during the week. And there's nothing overwhelming. I dedicate time for each one of them. And every week I feel good. I feel refreshed. And there's nothing overwhelming because I have a plan. Exactly. If you fail to plan, you plan to fail. And that's all it takes. The sitting down, time blocking, getting your priorities straight. And you can be on your way. So where can we find you on social media to follow along? Yeah, my handles are all the same, whether it's Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, just at Todd Setner. Uh, the website is setnerconsultinggroup.com. And on the website, you can get to all the social media handles. I've got a few products up on the website. I actually recently launched a nine minute inspirational audio and video. And basically all it is, it's a um, $15 one-time purchase. You get a uh, printout for a morning routine. There's four things I introduced to have a really good elite morning routine. And most importantly, the nine minute audio or video is when you're working out, you're driving, you have some downtime, you're traveling. You can listen to it every day and it's going to give you the motivation on those days that you just don't feel like doing something. We've all been there. You're going to just hear my voice in there with some pretty inspirational music to say, here's why you're doing what you're doing. Here's why you should get up and have the energy and maximize today because you're never going to get it back. So I throw as many encouraging words and phrases and and different kind of messages in that audio. So I really encourage people. I only launched it a week ago and had some good feedback. Well, that sounds amazing. I'm going to check that out. And thanks for being here, Todd. Thank you. Thank you for listening. You can find every episode on AaronRowe.com. Be sure to leave a review because I love hearing your opinions on the topics I shared. Are they new? Are they helpful for you? Tap that subscribe button so you don't miss the future interviews and enlightenment to come. This episode was brought to you by me and only me because I love sharing new ideas with you. Take action to become better. Have a fabulous day.